PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 449 of Cinema Crespediso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo, chilling in the Crespediso studio. Uh, uh, Tropical Depression Fred is passing us by. If your name is Fred and you're depressed, uh, there's a phone number on the screen below. You can call that for help. Um, if your name is not Fred and you need help, you're shit out of luck this weekend. With me, as always, is Drew Sakagra and Drew. What up, dude? How you doing, dude? Doing. How's your uh, Tropical Storm watch uh, going? I mean, I heard that it was on the way, and then I didn't see any specific updates, so I knew it must have, like, not been coming towards that's us. That's never good to go. Yeah. Have you heard about the next one that's coming? No. Now be here another one? By Friday? Where is it? Which way is it, is it going to come up? A little more in our direction. Okay, <laughs> but it's still coming to the Gulf. Um, no, that's the thing. It may come up through the state. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good times. Yeah. I mean, by the time it gets to us, you know, a lot of it will have, you know, gone Dis- away. Dissipated. Because of the land. Because of the land. Unless it gets pushed out to the water, and then the warmer than average water heats it up and strengthens it into a beast. Well, yeah. I mean, either way, I mean, the, the Gulf's <laughs> nice and warm, and so is the Atlantic. Yeah, so. if, any, if anything gets out into the Gulf, uh, like open water Gulf, all it's going to do is get stronger. Yeah. It's pretty... Pretty, pretty, awesome. pretty scary time to be like, oh yeah, that's it. Awesome, scary, same thing. It's pretty awesome. I saw a tweet that said it's awesome that the world is uh, uh, literally falling apart around us, but we also have to go to our shitty jobs. Well, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, yes, the world is going to shit, but until civilization crumbles, it's, you've, this is unfortunately yeah, the way things work. At the moment, it's too slow motion to just be like, I quit. Like, yeah. unfortunately, I uh, mean, unless you got, I'm gonna have bills to pay before the world officially ends. I was about to say, least, uh, um, you know. <laughs> unless you got enough money to do it, by all means, mm. go for it. Money, money is interesting. Mm. Yes, isn't it? it is. So, uh, speaking of money, do me a favor and look up how much Free Guy made this weekend. Apparently, th- a shit ton. Really? From what? I think they were. Tr- what were they tracking that at? A thirty million dollar opening weekend, maybe more. There were a decent amount of people in our uh, random 6.30 p.m. screening. Okay, so Free Guy made 28.4. 28.4. Yeah. 
it was tracking at 30, so 20 makes them happy. If it came out under that, they would have been like, if it came out under 25, they would have been a little worried. Free Guy was being seen, Drew, as this like sort of litmus test for current box office health in terms of Delta and all that shit. Okay. Because this is the first movie to come out in the last few months that's not based on anything. Yeah. Godzilla did well. Godzilla King Kong. That's, that's Godzilla and King Kong. Yeah, that's two IPs. That's like $50 million each. It almost doesn't count. Um, Quiet Place Part 2 did well. Fast 9 sequel. did well. Ninth Black sequel. Widow did pretty good. Part of a mar- cinematic universe. So Free Guys is <laughs> not the first time where it's like original content. All n- not based on anything. They just came up. I mean, original of content sense. in terms of Free Guy isn't a book. No. Or, or a comic book. Or, a, you know, yeah. a cartoon. It's mm-hmm. Someone wrote it. It's not like a Ready Player One type thing. Right. Even that is yeah. like, Ready Player One's based on a book. Yeah. So, this is like based on people who saw Ready Player One. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I yeah. got my own idea. <laughs> and then, like, half those people split off and wrote Space Jam, and the other half split off and wrote this movie. Uh-huh. Isn't that kind of weird? It um, is. So, metaverseing is a thing now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, both in movies and in in, uh-huh. in real world. Have you read anything about metaversing? Not Like, really. how that's the new pop thing? Yeah, it's a new hot term, a new trendy thing out there in uh, fake titty valley. I mean, I'm okay with it. I Me- li- metaversing? I like it. Um, would you get into AR stuff? You know, like Pokemon oh. Go, but not oh. Pokemon Go. Oh, I, meant to, I mean, maybe. Because that's part of what metaversing is, mm-hmm. trying to, to merge the real world with the digital world, at least in terms of the all the tech bros and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so are we talking like transhumanism, shit like that? On the way there. Digital transhumanism, um, less body morphing, more. I guess it's the Ready Player One thing where you're like just prefer to live out your life within the simulation mm-hmm. as opposed to in the real world, which maybe it's a simulation. Stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, this one's a little more like nowadays. It's not so like weird future and involved. Yeah, this is like just this everything's today except that someone. Yeah. Happened to like have a big breakthrough on. Yeah, there was there was no glo- computer development. There was no global collapse where all of a sudden dig- digital currency became more real than real currency. Oh man, that's gonna be weird. When that happens. I mean, it, it could happen. It's already trying to happen. Well, I mean, depending on you know your view on cryptocurrency and things of that nature. Yeah, I only do cryptocurrency. No mids currency. No rex <laughs> currency. Crypto only. That's an early two thousand drug reference for yeah. people who don't get it. Yeah, I don't, no one does anymore, right? <laughs> Never, haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> like I said, that's an early 2000s drug reference. Like, does, anyone, does anyone talk about swag anymore? I, I don't know. I mean, does do the kids do, know about swag? Does it even exist anymore? Exactly. It's we've gotten it, to the in point this where world of like, medical concentrates right, and right. straight legal shit yeah, everywhere. Right. Like it's it's crazy. It's crazy. The development. I mean, we're not. We're. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if kids don't know what swag is because that was just Mexican dirt weed. Mexican. It, that, that that was the shit the cartels were just growing outside, yeah. and, and we were buying for dirt cheap. And, and, they're, and now and they were just using it to like hide the cocaine that they were dropping. Yeah. And, and and now there are people who are smuggling California high grade stuff into Mexico because now because they got that Humboldt Humboldt Triangle over they, there. They've had that for a long time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and in Mexico, like, they, they had that shit before it was legal. And then and and then in Mexico, like we got desert, we, we got. Cacti. Well, I mean, Mexico's trying to legalize weed right now. Good so. for them. As they should. Should it have been illegal? Who are they trying to lock up in Mexico? Other Mexican <laughs> white jazz musicians? Why was it illegal in Mexico? That's weird. It was probably illegal in Mexico because the United it was illegal in the United States. 
Uh, probably like NATO or some sort of treaty thing. No, right? no, no. Just, you know, neighbors being neighborly. And yeah, think- one of them being like, listen, motherfuckers. If you want us to keep... I mean, uh, half the reason it was made illegal it was because Mexicans, Mexicans. And, and, and blacks were using it. Yeah, and that's why it's called marijuana, to make it sound Spanish and scary. Oh. It's never called marijuana before it was that in America. <laughs> Idiotic. Marijuana is so scary as a marijuana. Um... Yeah, it should go back to calling it, I mean, ganja, obviously, for the longest time. It was originally bong, 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 bong. Ganj came from bonj. That's what it was originally called. It was just like hash. And they were, I mean, and they were eating it in the Kush Mountains and freaking out for like eight hours. Sounds awesome. <laughs> it sort of does. It sort of I mean, does. Not, not like an everyday thing, but it sort of sounds fun. Yeah. But then some guy was like, if I just smoke this, maybe they were like, I'm sick of this stuff. And they threw it in the fire to get rid of it. And then they just inhaled the fumes like, oh, this is manageable. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I came down after two hours. Hey, this that's even better. No. I can go to my, my brother's wedding later. I got him two goats. As opposed to sitting in this forest laughing my ass off for eight hours. Yes, yeah. Or being terrified. I like, mean, it depends on your mental state. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's dangerous when, you, when you're doing the edible type stuff. Mm-hmm. They were they were freaking out when they were eating those uh, that early hash back in the day. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Someone, they, had, they someone have, had to figure it out. They, they were having mystical experiences, Chris. They were communing with uh, other beings. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, free guy. <laughs> talk about free guy. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. What do you think of a free guy? It was fine. Fine. It was okay. It was, uh, it, it was Ready Player One. It was very Ready Player One-ish. I don't want to give it away. Right, there are things that happen. But, it, but it's Ready Player One, but different. For being a original it was, IP, it's weird how they had other things happen. In there. Well, that and, you know, just w- with, you know, the type of movie that I thought it was going to be, uh-huh. uh, I didn't think, you know, that type of movie would go that deep. In terms of, like, just, the, explaining just, things. Just, just and, weird sci-fi. Yeah, the characterization yeah. of it and... Um, the plotting this of it a, all, Chris. This is a really inviting, weird sci-fi movie. It is. It's it's uh it's like entry level sci-fi for maybe it'll get younger audiences more interested in in checking things out. Like uh, Dune. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think the world's ready for Dune. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know if we're ever getting that Dune part two. Eh, probably not. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, I did. You know, I think you're right. I think I expect it to be a little more surface level, and for sure, it's more. Uh, not, I don't want to say deep or anything, but it, it's a little more interesting than I expected going into it. The cam- the cameos were a lot of fun. Cameos are fun. There's a couple of good third act cameos that that you know for sure. I mean, there were people in the theater with us. They were laughing and enjoying it. Also, heard them laughing in the Jackass trailer. What else? No. They were laughing at another trailer. I was like, this looks like shit. Then the trailer ended, <laughs> and they were laughing. I was like, eh, what do I know? Was it that Sing 2? Someone was laughing hard during that Sing 2 trailer. Some so. guy was like guffawing. It's like, damn, I, I wish. <laughs> I, I wish I could be like, just look at life like you, that. You weren't, you wish you weren't, you wish you were, you were a little more happy and less cynical. I do wish I were less discerning and more uh, <laughs> open to garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Pleasurable garbage. What are you going to do? It's, I mean, why Why shit on all of it? <laughs> Makes no sense. Um, yeah, this, you're right. It's fine. It's a fine movie. Fine. I say it's fine. I give, I would give it two eyes on the fine scale. Oh. One out of three eyes. I think it's two. It's fine. 
because uh, Reynolds is, if you're a Ryan Reynolds fan. And he's you, doing his Ryan Reynolds thing. And, and like 90, 90% of the scenes, no. it's Ryan Reynolds. A little bit of Taika Waititi. Doing some Taika Waititi stuff. His jackets are silly. He has very silly jackets. Very silly jackets. Um, that kid from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Which that's because um, I'm sure Sean Levy uh, produced, and maybe even di- did he direct any? Maybe not. But he helped produce the Stranger Things show. Okay. The director of this movie. Uh, which I always found interesting. It's like, this guy is not that good. So what's he doing on Stranger Things? But then season two came out. I was like, eh. There we and go. I, and then, uh, <laughs> then I never watched season three. Me neither. It didn't look, it didn't interest me for whatever reason. And the word of mouth on it was not good. Was it? No. Oh, okay. I was like, well, I'm just going to sit this one out then. <laughs> Why am I going to bother? Season one was fine. It was good enough. Just call it. Call just, it done. Stranger Things. Call season it one. Stranger Things. It's done. But nope. Too popular. No, we're gonna keep it going. No, here comes Stranger Things season four, where now they're all twenty-year-olds, and I have to pretend they're still in seventh grade. I don't uh, understand. I was about to say, yeah, they're not kids anymore. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that one with no teeth. Like, where are you gonna see Giada's teeth? He's got teeth now. He's an adult. He's an annoying adult. Um, I'm trying to think of free guy things that aren't. I mean, it's just that's you know, it's whatever. We got also this lady. What's her name? Julie, Julie Cummer, Jody Cummer, Jimmy Cummer. She was fine. Yeah, she was alright. Oh, you know what else Sean Levy did? The Night at the Museum movies. Oh, okay. Those are big yeah. hits for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that hat. Yeah, no, I get that. He's been working for the 80s. Those are very family friendly. Yeah, very family friendly. That's most of his life. Family friendly TV in the late 80s into the 90s. Uh, a couple of Steve Martin movies, Cheaper by the Dozen. Uh, oh, Pink, yeah. Pink Panther. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, that's that's Sean Levy. That is bread and butter right there. <clears throat> so then when he does, and then Night at the Museum, so then when he does, when is it? Date Night. Remember Date Night? Mm-hmm. So when he does Real Steel in 2011, and I went and saw that with low expectations, I was like, oh, uh-huh. this one's all right. This is kind of fun. Kind of robot, rock'em, sock'em, rocky, rocky, sock'em-y, rocky, sock'y robots. With a kid. With a kid. With a kid. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and the kid do Rocky Saki robots. Um, I was like, it's fine, you know. So he was expanding, but still, for sure, leaning towards like four quadrant. This is for this, yeah. for, this is for the kids. This is for grandma. I mean, this is for the dad this, and the mom. Th- I mean, it, it, this movie's for everybody. Chris. This one, it, man. It, 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 yeah. Well, they tried it. They definitely wanted to be like, we want something for everyone. Yeah. We want something for the gamers. We want something for the nerds. I didn't get for a lot the family. I stuff. didn't. I didn't get a lot of the game. Like, I didn't understand who any of those people. Who showed up as like commenters? I'm sure they're actually famous people. Uh, yes, halfway through halfway through the movie, <laughs> when they, yeah, when they started showing uh, like Twitch streamers, I yeah. guess I was like, these Our, are all for sure real people with like millions yeah. of followers. And I each. have no idea who any of them are. I don't know who <laughs> any of these teens or twenty year olds are whatsoever. I'm like reading their names; are very boring names. I'm sure they're making a bunch of money though. Yeah, yeah, they all just made. Who knows how much would be in this movie? Mm-hmm. Crazy. We're so so not connected. No. And then I even read a little thing about some of the cool Easter eggs in the in the third act towards the end, and some of them were things from video games that I know, but I didn't recognize the thing because I don't play the games. They're just like super popular games, like Fortnite. Yeah, n- nothing for me. Yeah, exactly. Was that the was that the unicorn thing? Maybe. Maybe there's that. There's that other the gun. The, the oh, whatever gun. Like he pulls. the force. Yeah, yeah gravity I mean, gun. Don't. 
Uh, so these are things for Portal. Portal's a game. Okay. Maybe the Portal guns from Portal. I don't oh, know. Okay, I know. I mean, that would make I, sense. I know of Portal. Exactly. I've never played it. Exactly. These are things that I know <laughs> of, right? Like, oh, I know about those things happening out there in the world that's uh, younger and hipper than I am now. Well, no, it's just at that point in time, I didn't have uh, an actual computer. That I mean, I still don't have a computer that can run an actual computer game. So oh, unless it's on a console. That's true, yeah. I'm not going to play it. I've always been, not mostly, been usually been a console player. Um, oh, you know what? I would complain about free guy i'm being pretty easy on it because it's a who it's it's it is what it is instead of the new thing it's extremely loud for some reason you are you are correct (laughs) i'm not sure maybe maybe it's just the theater we were in he was at theater we're in but like the trailers were all at the comfortable uh audio level and and then the movie started it was like (sighs) whoa this is loud um maybe yearn for a good time the uh this is a type of movie where it's like it wants to express a cultural phenomenon. Yes. So it's like everyone's playing this game and everyone's excited for Free Guy too. And then later when like events are happening, it's being streamed live, then they show like the entire world is watching this video game thing unfold live. That's that was the silly part. That, I think we're I mean That's the most sci fi part of it all. I mean we're I mean I guess we're maybe on that path. I mean Esports is a thing. It is a thing. So that's true. But what could happen in esports outside of like we're about to see a live murder? I mean, maybe get the entire world to stop and watch. I mean, maybe you can get an entire country to stop and watch. Maybe that happens for like soccer games and stuff in European countries, right? But like it shows, it goes out of its way. Like people are standing in like. Times Square, yeah. and then in you know in Tokyo, like in the Tokyo version, every every intersection looks like Times Square in yeah. Tokyo. Like people standing looking at these public screens, and every screen is showing the same thing. Yeah. And it's like people are watching on their phones and stuff. And yeah, it's that's pretty dystopian. Like, nothing like this ever happens <laughs> ever. It makes me think of on a smaller level when like I mean the, the closest thing to that happening was probably nine eleven, nine eleven, or like the OJ chase, yeah, stuff like that. Um. Yeah, like if an alien arrived, then the whole world would stop and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so uh, it reminds me of like in a, in a movie when you have a band playing and they're very pedestrian or whatever. Or maybe they just start playing. It's supposed to be seen where it's their first time playing in front of a crowd. And then within seconds, they have the crowd's attention. Everyone's uh, dancing. That's not how it works in real life. Halfway through the song, you're somehow singing along to the chorus. It's Dude, like, I, have, I, have, no. I have been to concerts where I literally do not even like... Pay attention to the opening. Yes, minutes. where people stand there drinking, waiting, yeah. <laughs> talking to other people. We're waiting for Maiden. <coughs> Bring on Maiden. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's so funny how movies fail in that regard, or, well, or mean, try to present it, something that's so. It seems so. Chris, it's fantasy. Simple. That's the thing, though. Of all the things that happen in the movie, <laughs> that's the most fantastical element. It's like there's a lot of crazy shit that happens in Free Guy. When the whole world starts paying attention to the machinations of this yeah. game and the fight between the developer and whatever, yeah. mm, that's the that most weird. Might as well. I'd, I'd believe a dragon in this universe more than okay. people looking at their phones and be like, what's happening with, with Free Guy? <laughs> oh my God, what's happening with the guy? The whole world. The whole world loves Blue Shirt Guy. That whole, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, GMA reporting on, here's this morning's video game news, essentially. The GMA, I don't think GMA does that, do they? No. <laughs> I don't watch GMA. I couldn't tell you. The last time a video game made any news was like when GTA, the last GTA was... What, the hot coffee incident? Where, where no, people, no. Where people were fucking in the game? No, not even that. No, no one gave a shit about that. No, the... Um, 
when it like made so much money no. that people were for a second debating like are video games and new movies like that type of thing because it they made s- it made so much it's money. it's not that the new they can be they have the potential they have the potential they can also but... crash and burn I mean case in point Cyberpunk yeah, 2077 yeah come on guys don't talk about that Fucking anymore f- five years of hype and then after a year after it's out A it's still not completely fixed crazy it, and B like nobody cares did they give up they just ran out of money is that company going bankrupt I don't think so come on guys get that shit together <laughs> Um. Yeah, so free guys. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I think it's a one of those <laughs> side, sideways. I think it's a side thumb. I think it's a side thumb. Doesn't get a thumbs up or a down. Well, we can't do thumbs down. That's no, not. not, not and we can't do thumbs up either. No, we can. We can do thumbs up or Just, not thumbs up. Okay, we can't do thumbs down. We're okay. not allowed to do thumbs down. But we. No one has a claim to. Thumb sideways. <laughs> that's us. Well, maybe you should. Uh, maybe you should Just get file, on file the copyright claim you know, for for the sideways but, thumb. There, oh, that was a good one. You got experience. <laughs> I see. Wow. Um, yeah, guys, free guy. It is what it is. So, and then I was saying earlier, as a litmus test for um, box office, healthy box office or not, in terms of whether people want to come out and see movies, I think $30 million for Ryan Reynolds. Thing, for this particular movie, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably drop a lot next weekend. Every movie now has seen this thing where it has a, maybe I'll have a decent opening weekend for whatever our expectations are. And then the second weekend... That's Wally Cody. No. And that's a poof of the, of I mean, the dust. I mean, who knows? Maybe word of mouth will keep it around for an extra weekend. And one extra weekend. Maybe it'll make $15 million. If if Free Guy can make 15, 12 to $15 million next weekend, that'll be considered a win for the box office. But another problem is they're also releasing, obviously now movies are coming out, and they're coming out every week. No. So um, it could be a thing of the people who are willing to see these movies in theaters are coming out opening weekend and uh and then I walk I'm exactly gonna watch the movie again. It's yeah. not that good. And those people who would normally be like, I'll wait till the second weekend or I'll wait till the third weekend, now those people are just like, I'll just wait. I'll wait for it to come out of streaming. Yeah, yeah. So I'll yeah. stream that bitch. I'll stream that bitch in a month and a half because now it's a forty five day window instead of ninety days. Which is fine by me. I don't give a shit about that window. Uh but I do like exclusivity Media Diet, uh, what if episode one? Watched it. Watched it. Captain Carter. A lot of fun. Pretty good. I enjoyed I, it. I like the animation style. It's an interesting animation style, and I wonder if they'll keep it up for season two because it, this is a they hired two out of company, out of house companies to do the animation, wow. and they have since announced that they have they're, uh, do they're, it they're building an in house yeah. animation. Well, I mean, which makes sense. It's yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, those look cool though. Yeah. I, like, I like it. Yeah, and there's six episodes, I believe. So I, yeah, I like the I like the what if stuff. I I enjoyed the comics when I was a kid. That was kind of my that was one of my favorite series. It's always yeah. What if is always it's always fun. so it was always so weird. Yes, and, and and it's not you know the stories you're used to exactly. And uh, you know what's interesting is what if is typically you know it's the the. Just use your imagination to, to, to rearrange things yeah. and see what happens. Let's make people look different. I had a what if where Wolverine was essentially Beast, but all white. I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this? That's not Wolverine. But it was Wolverine in this one. Um, the makes more sense where they present it now. It's like, well, Loki happened. The multiverse has now branched it, it, out. Yeah, so this is all just that. So yeah. now Owatu has popped up like, now let's see <laughs> what we have. Uh, Jeffrey Wright's also a really good choice. Yeah. He's got a great voice mm-hmm. for um, for voiceover stuff. So him beating on Watu is good. You think he'll ever interfere? Maybe in episode six. 
I mean, at one point in time, somebody kills him. Really? For interfering? No, I don't know if he interferes, but somebody kills, somebody kills the, the watcher. watcher. Oh, my yeah. goodness. A watcher to watcher is forbidden to interfere, except when he does occasionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I thought it was fun. Like, Captain America is one of my least favorite characters. Yeah. I don't care about he, the he, Agent Carter. And, for, for me, he's just a human version of Superman. Yes, exactly. He's the Boy Scout. Yeah. Kind of indestructible. Who cares? Um, not too conflicted. Not too dramatic. And then, like, the World War One settings, like, yeah, okay. Like, it's all so boring to me. Even going all the way back to Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, World War Two setting. Thank you, sir. I Nazis. appreciate that. Yeah, World, Wonder Woman is World War One. And I mean, Germans are still bad, but German, for, for different reasons. Germans always <laughs> bad. Key, uh, that's the key, <laughs> key lesson learned from history. Germans always bad. Sorry. Sorry, our listeners in Germany. Um, that's just what they teach us here in America. And obviously, our, our books are right. <laughs> no critical race theory. <clears throat> Germans are bad. Critical German theory. Critical German. <laughs> we only teach critical German theory in, in Texan schools. It's some of that white, white, it's some of that white racism. Yeah, it's, it's like. Us white people don't like you, but it's mostly because, you know, language and culture. Right. Prejudice? Prejudice? <laughs> still? Still? Yeah. Why? Why? Why, guys? Um, yeah, so I, it's like doing this episode, I thought it was a fun take on everything, switching things around, and, uh, and um, yeah, it was, it was yeah. cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, right? I'll definitely... I want more. I'll definitely keep watching these. Um, we know we got... They're doing a Marvel Zombies episode. No. They're doing T'Challa as Star-Lord. Mm. He gets picked up by Yondu. Uh, what else? What else is the other one? There's... Uh, just, oh, there's Loki on Earth, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that means. But that's one of them. And then uh, that's four. I wonder if that's going to tie into the... Probably not, because they still develop them separately. They seem like they're connected, so connected, but all the showrunners have talked about how they get their show, they have their idea, and they're allowed to do their idea, and then, I don't think so. So, I mean, I uh, gotta do I is... I know what Kevin Feige is all, doing. All you gotta do is... He's a mad genius. All you have to do is run one One thread. thread. Yeah, they're just like, you gotta do this one thing. <laughs> Introduce this one character, do this one thing, and then you're good to go. Yeah. Find out how to do this, and then we'll make it all work. Uh-huh. It's working. I think it's working so far. Yeah. I'm looking forward to some more. Well, I mean, stuff. and at this point in time, like, all you have to do is throw in, like, a character from, a different character for, like, one scene yeah. of whatever, yeah. and boom, connected. Yeah. I mean, that happened to James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're like, can you have a Thanos scene in here? He's like, oh, fine. Yeah. Fine, I'll do it. Exactly. Um, I watched the first two episodes of Brand New Cherry Flavor on Netflix. It's a limited series, 10 eps, I think. Uh, based on a book, and it's co-developed by Nick and Tosca and Tosca, who did the Channel Zero stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is itself a mixed bag. I enjoy seasons one and four a lot. Three is good. No, two is good, and then three. I after one episode, I was like, I'm not. I'm not nope, this not one. this one. Like this one's not doing it for me for some reason. Maybe I'll go back. I don't. Know. They're all on Shutter for people wondering. They're all right now on Shutter Channel Zero. Uh, brand new cherry flavor on Netflix. It's uh, it's okay. It's interesting so far. The style's fun. Going for early '90s horror. Think uh, Lost Highway, Lynchian, mm-hmm. mm. overt references to Cronenberg and name dropping Verhoeven and stuff like that. Um, Catherine Keener is in it playing some old witch, and I'm not just saying like she's a nasty person. Like she's literally some old witch. Uh, they're like casting curses and shit. Uh, the the lead actress keeps barfing up cute little kitties, and uh, 
It's gross when it happens, but it's like, oh, look at little, 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 little kid. It's so cute. It's a weird show, man. It's a she, uh, Battle Angel Alita, that mm-hmm. lady. Rosa Salazar. Man, she was in... Uh, giant Eyeball Lady. She was in that uh, Amazon series, Undone. Undone. Okay, there you go. Her, her and... Uh, uh, what's his name? Bob Odenkirk. Oh, good old Bob Odenkirk. I mean, it's kind of... It's live action animated, you know, when they just... Like, they shoot it, but then they yeah. throw that f- stupid filter on there. Yes. Uh, rotoscoping? Was it rotoscoped? They just filtered it? I don't know. I remember you talking about that yeah. show. Yes. Um, so, uh, they should do... Someone should do a movie with her... And Anna de Armas playing uh, like twins, and then or sisters at least, and then Aubrey Plaza I mean, is like their leader or something. They kind of, <laughs> they all kind of look like each other. All three of them. I was like, yeah. <laughs> did someone take Aubrey Plaza and Anna de Armas in a, in a blender and like shake, shake it up real good? Come up with the Rosa Salazar. Um, she's good in it. She's a director who moves to L.A., sells her short film pitch like to pitch it as a feature. Sells it to a producer who immediately like tries to sandbag her. First tries to like she rebuffs his advances, and then he just oh then I'll just steal your shit. So now she's all like, nah, I'm gonna get this guy, and it's uh, and he's a real creep. And, and, and she resorts to witchcraft. And you just gotta go to gotta go to a witch. I need to curse this dude. <laughs> we need to curse this dude. Um, it's pretty good. Interesting. I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely gonna keep watching. Two episodes down. I'll watch a little bit more. About 50 minutes, 40, 50 minutes an episode so far. So. Um, so that's a that's the little bit of Netflix I've been doing, and then on my Criterion Collection app, I went back to the neo noir list and I picked this movie called The Hit from 1984. This movie is pretty cool, Drew. Uh, and unfortunately, I checked; it's only available on the Criterion yeah, app, oh yeah. so that's a bummer for people. But still, it's um, Terrence Stamp. Okay, he plays a criminal who uh, who becomes an informant. And he and he rats out his uh, partners in court in, in English court. Mm-hmm. So then he goes on the run to hide out in Spain. Ten years later, he gets kidnapped uh, by these dudes who drop him off to these two uh, white guys who have to transport him back to to the guy that he fingered in prison. Right. Um, so it's Terrence Stamp the whole time, and the two like killer hitmen that come to get him are William John Hurt. And wearing glasses and his hair slicked back the whole time. He's like the, bad, the badass killer. And then a mega young, blonde-haired Tim Roth. Okay. Who, who's yeah. being like, I'm the crazy young guy. Yeah. That, type, that yeah. type of energy. And uh, and they pick up a girl along the way. And things get really complicated between the, the killers and everything. And Terrence Stamp's character the whole time. He's like, the whole time he's trying to be like, um, well, you know, death comes for all of us. Just, <laughs> if this is just the way it's happening, I'll play my part. It's fine, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's like befuddling them. They're like, "What? What are you up to? What are you planning?" He's like, "I'm not planning anything. It's just you know, it happens." Um, it was really good. Stephen Frears is a guy. He wrote and directed. He has a very varied career. He did the movie The Grifters was the big hit in the '80s. Um, the first Stephen Frears movie I think I saw was Dirty, Dirty Pretty Things. Is that what it's called? Dirty Pretty Things. The Chew It So Easy Four, um, Audrey Tateau movie. Have you ever seen that one? I don't know. He's an uh, illegal. Alien. He's an illegal alien. He's an undocumented immigrant in England, in London, working the night shift at a hotel. And uh, he accidentally sort of bumps into like the organ harvesting market. And uh, he meets a girl who's also uh, there undocumented and they're just trying to get by. Um, He used to be a doctor wherever he's from. So to make extra money, he 
like some who's this guy runs a taxi company and he and he uses him to uh check out all his taxi drivers uh so they don't have to go to hospitals and shit because no. they're also all um illegal and uh so like one of them like all of them get the clap and he comes over he's like what are they all fucking the same girl or something he's like, all, uh, penicillin and shit all probably at the same whorehouse same, they're all the same house full of undocumented immigrants dirty pretty things I think it's called dirty pretty things like 2004 2005 Stephen Freer is really good he's really good and the hit is really good and I really enjoyed it and there you go cool that's my media diet what do you got Drew uh, I watched well obviously what if what uh, if on uh, watched a bunch of stuff on Prime uh oh Amazon Prime so I watched uh, there's this awful movie called Jolt with uh, Kate Beckinsale okay and she plays uh, somebody with like anger issues mm-hmm. or something but okay. it, like pumps her body full of weird endorphins to make sure like kind of super strong but not really okay and she ends up wearing this vest that elect basically electroshock therapy calms her down okay so she she just wants to live a normal life and then jai courtney's in the movie so it gets really bad from there on (laughs) (laughs) why how does this guy keep getting to work man does that stink it must be really charming in audition rooms and stuff yeah it's like it must be really likable it it wants to be like an action movie i I could definitely see this had been like uh maybe a comic book or something but Mm. it was not good it's a it's a lady action movie lady action movie just not not good um it sounds like the Hulk type thing where you got a character who's you want to see this character beat people up, but her whole thing is like I want to calm down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no, beat people up. <laughs> don't be, don't be calm. Be angry. Uh, smash. So it was not good. I do not recommend it. Save yourself. Jolt smash. Time. Sorry, uh, sorry, Kate Beckinsale. I'm a big fan, but sorry. Uh, also on Amazon Prime, I watched Fatal Fury, the motion picture. Okay. It's uh, it's just an action anime. Kind of like Street Fighter, but okay. based on the fighting game Fatal Fury. That's a fighting from game. The nineties, yeah. I did not. I don't know about this game. It's it's like Street Fighter clone. Uh, so not not Capcom. Correct. I think it's SNK. Ooh, uh, was it any good? I mean, there's a following. Okay. All right. I played it a couple times. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not Street Fighter though. How's the movie? I mean, on par with the Street Fighter animes, it's just a bunch of people whooping each other's ass with superpowers. Okay. With some sort of convoluted, silly story interwoven. I was about to ask, is the story any, no. just convoluted? Yeah, it's awful. Why are, they, why are they always so, like, are they afraid to just tell a simple story to, just, to justify the existence of their movie? Well, like, well, we have to do a lot of stuff. Well, the thing is, they have so many weird, like... In a video game, especially a fighting video game, yep. like story doesn't really matter. You, no, you've never. Got, you've got these people; they're fighting for whatever reason. They yeah. come from different places. They're weird. They have superpowers. Yeah, you tell like, me there's you, a story to Street Fighter, and I'm shocked. I tell you, like what? You have to like exactly like you. You got to come up with a story that connects all that bullshit, and mm-hmm. they try, and they try, and they fail. Yeah, they every f- time. Just make a tournament, guys. Just make a tournament movie. <laughs> it's fine. Just make a tournament. Best of the best with Hadoukens or whatever. You know, come on, we don't need this all with all this tomfoolery, spies and whatever. Um, okay, Fatal Fury. Like it's a that sounds like a thumb sideways. Yeah, thumb sideways. Okay, I watched uh, I watched Val on Prime. Oh, you, you watched it, man. I want to watch it's, that one. It's a two four. Yes, it's a two four. It's Prime. Uh, it's heard, free. I heard yeah. it's kind of sad. I mean, it's not. It is both sad and hopeful. I mean, it's a story of. Val Kilmer, he, his life and career has had plenty of ups and downs, just yeah. like everybody's. Yeah. So, uh, which which movie? I just saw a headline that said, 
Yeah, he has like 200 hours of footage from one particular movie in the 90s. Or like, maybe we'll just do a whole other Val documentary, but centered on this one production. Because he has so much footage of it. I mean, by by the looks of it, because you see him walk, you see him walk through it in the beginning. And like, by the looks of it, you could probably put together another couple of Val documentaries. A couple, documentary. right? Like you could probably put together a documentary on like every movie he's ever been. That's on. crazy that he that he did that. Uh, what a reveal recently that Val Kilmer is a guy who has just been videotaping everything for decades. Yeah. And well, he kept it all. Well, and not, not only did he been doing it, but he kept it all. A lot of people didn't keep it all. That's he true. kept it all. That's true. I've videotaped a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know where none of it is. None of it. I should probably look for it. <laughs> Some stuff on there. Oh, boy. Um... Man, I need, I need to watch it. How long is it? An hour and a half? Two hours? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's like two hours. Two hours seems like it's it. Totally, I mean, it, it is kind of sad, but only because, you know, I mean, the motherfucker got, got he, throat he got, cancer. He got throat cancer. And he, bad. So, yeah. And now he talks all weird. And, well, because he's got the breathe pipe. But he's still alive. So. He's still alive. Well, oh, and, he's living. And, and like he working. says, he's, he says, I beat cancer. The yeah. only, like, I sound way worse than I feel. And he straight up says that. There you go. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Well, thank you, Val Kilmer. And he's kind of got like you know a, revamp, still a revamped career right now. So. Yeah, he is. He's got his own weird Mark Twain thing that he does uh, oh, called that, Cinema Twain. That well, yeah, and he could, could, that stems from uh, the last thing he did before because he, apparently he was doing a one man Mark Twain show. Yes, before he got his throat cancer. Yeah, yeah, he's, which he's, is bonkers. He's straight up on stage dressed like Samuel Clemens. I love I love Mark Twain. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that that's a weird yeah. like you would yeah. never have thought? Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's funny. So Val, Val gets a thumbs up. up. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, or not thumbs down. On HBO Max, I, wa- I watched uh, Music Box, colon, Woodstock 99, colon, Peace, Love, and Rage. All right. Too many colons, first of all. HBO Max, get your titling done. But there's another documentary I've been wanting to watch. The Woodstock it's good. One. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Woodstock 99. I mean, I, you know, I was 17 at the time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. very... One of the go. All, all, all that stuff, man. One, one of the go. I, I all those bands. I would have been one of the people burning the place down easily. <laughs> You've like, given into the mob mentality. Oh, now? Oh, that, with the, once the fire started, I'd have been in. <laughs> I'd have been like fucking Lord of the Flies. Let's do this shit. <laughs> Damn Beavis over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want. I just. I want to watch it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay then. It's good. I mean, it's a little bit of like an because Woodstock '99 was done by the same people who did the original Woodstock, yeah. who did Woodstock '94. That was a success, which exactly, yeah. which was more akin to the original Woodstock. Yeah, and, and a little but, more corporate, but it, for for whatever it, reason, it, it was all about the cho- the choice of the the music. Yeah, that's what it was. It's too angry. Well, it's, it's Woodstock. It's peace, love, and and, and it, Limp Bizkit wants to break stuff. They were they were catering to white frat boys in between the ages of sixteen and you know twenty five. What do they know about peace and love? Nothing. <laughs> they knew a lot about angst and anger and uh, beating people up and, and nine inch nails. Yeah. And, yeah. No well, Limp Bizkit and corn. <laughs> I'm surprised <sighs> Stained wasn't there. You know. Oh man, uh, <laughs> like one year too early for Stained. Maybe two years too early. It's been a while. Remember? Remember? remember I, I do. I remember. All, yeah. Uh huh. I remember all of it. I had the first album. Uh, I bought it. A lot of people did. Yeah. Was it? it was heavy. It was a big old. Really head. fucking heavy. Goddamn, was his name Aaron Lewis? Big old, big old head. 
on uh, Netflix. Netflix. I watched uh, Cannon Busters. It's a Netflix original anime by LaShawn Thomas, the same the guy behind uh, most most recently Yasuke, and he did uh, Boondocks as well. Boondocks, good. Yeah. Um, Cannon Busters, mm-hmm. like it's like a like a cannony fire firm or a cannon of like uh, the history of something. It's it's it, it's the name of like an android. It's a type of android, a cannon buster. It's uh, gotcha. you got you got magic and technology mixed mm-hmm. up in a multiracial world, mostly blacks. Okay, okay. So one time, no. Uh, it was a series. Yeah, twelve episodes. You watch the whole D- thing, thirty minutes each. Yeah, I just kind of had it on in the background. Just had it going. Yeah, enjoyable, good stuff. Yeah, it was fine. It's 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 an action anime. Ooh, so like, oh. uh, the the main character is quote unquote immortal. Uh, every time Ooh. he dies, a new number tattoo pops up on his body somewhere. He ends up dying like twenty something times. Oh, so and then just keeps track on his body. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like a reverse Zaz mm-hmm. or a reverse Victor Zaz. Um, also sort of a little kind of Infinity Train ish. Mm-hmm. With the with the old numbers on the body, should we all just start doing that and start t- tattooing numbers just, on our body? Just start keeping track of things on our body. Just, I mean, if you want to, I mean, you could be that guy. I could, I could, va- I could tat- tattoo my vax card on my back. You could. So that people need proof, they can just, whoosh, pull, yeah, pull down my sh- my shirt to show my sexy shoulder blade. I've been vaxxed. And be like, scan, scan that <clears> baby. Like, whoop. I go, wow, it works. Yeah, yeah, you could. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. It sounds painful. Speaking of transhumanism. Right, exactly. <laughs> Skin in my body. Um, Cannon Buster. Busters. The plural. Ser- plural, the series. With a Z? No. Oh, never mind. All right. And else? also on Netflix, uh, <clears throat> there's a really great documentary called Fantastic Fungi on there. Uh, talks about mushrooms, what they do, how they work, where they come from, and there's a decent portion on the psychedelic aspect. Well, yeah, well. if you're doing a documentary on mushrooms, yeah, talk about the, uh, the that part, the mm-hmm. the, the, silly, the silly, the silly, the silly cybin. It makes you feel goofy. Yeah. Um, I think this played at the Florida Film Festival it did, yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, no, maybe it was the last was it the last one? Not this, not the one that was this year. Maybe I think it was a year before. Yeah, a year before maybe. I think so. Mm-hmm. That that first hybrid one during the, the pandemic the early days of the pandemic um mid days early days will it, it, will it ever end it's still going it was it was not, really good though pandemic's not ending. uh yeah yeah hour and a half two hours mm-hmm. roughly yeah. somewhere in there it was on prime you said yeah mushrooms can save the world chris they can if they want to M- mushrooms and hemp and marijuana all the natural drugs Th- those they could save the world those three things specifically i mean yeah pretty much what about the opiates I mean, there's a there's a time and place for that shit. Yeah. What about the the Roxies? I, mean, I don't know about that. It's a little yeah, too strong. Come on, can we just, <laughs> what, what about the the fentanyl? Can save no, that the world? is that is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like why? Is it, <laughs> I don't even understand why that exists. Why does it exist? Why is it being sold? Why did we go there? Like, how did that become a street drug? Why, yeah. Why are people mixing into things, and just killing their? It's like when I like, why are you killing your customers on purpose? It's like when I heard about that crocodile drug that shit in Russia that crocodile was fucking like just turns your flesh yeah. to nothing. The, the, it was rotting people away. But at least they're rotting themselves away. Like Still. it's not like they're. Well, I guess someone's making and selling it. Here, yeah, I want some crocodile before I do it myself because it's so good. I'm hooked. One hundred percent addictive. <laughs> One of the seven people yeah. die on it. Right there, you go. That's Blue Crystal from yeah. Harley Davidson <laughs> and the Marlboro Man. 
I guess they were right. We've been making fun of them, but they were right. It exists. Fantastic fun guys and where to find them. Not in where to find them, but yeah, fantastic fun guy. I know where to find some fantastic <laughs> fun guys. Me too. <laughs> so why? Um Anything else? No. You, know, you watch a decent amount of stuff this week. That's cool. That's a decent amount of it. You got three documentaries in here, a couple of, you got a series, a couple a bad movie, a good movie. Yeah, and I mean there's a bunch of I mean, I plan on kinda like half watching a bad movie today after this. Like one in you have one in mind already? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. one? Beckett on uh Netflix, the new John oh, David yeah. Washington. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard it is not very good. But it's John David Washington doing oh, some it, action. Exactly. So I'll I'll watch it and my phone will be in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the way that's the way so. most Netflix movies are meant to be watched yeah mm-hmm. it's, unfortunately that's the way it is let's get to shoot and I'm dead hooray it's over <laughs> Drew's uh his digital uh anklets like they fall God. off they fall <laughs> off I'm free Facebook gone um let's take a break here we're gonna have a little quick word from our new sponsor and then we'll be back with the second half of the show we have facebook comments and a whole bunch of newsy stuff so here we go remember the alamo remember the sabbath day and keep it holy but why remember a destructive love affair here at lacuna we have perfected a safe effective technique for the focused erasure of troubling memories. Our patented non-surgical procedure will rid you of painful memories and allow you a new and lasting peace of mind you never imagined possible. Don't forget, with Lacuna, you can forget. show guys how you doing uh make sure to use our sponsor this week promo code crespo diso um you can also text them um promo crespo to get 50 percent off the products available uh oh that's our that's our flan delivery don't worry about that if you heard the doorbell in the background that's just our flan delivery uh, my brother's gonna take care of it <laughs> drew cogburn people can't find you online yeah people well, no can they find you in real life I mean, they can track you down. Maybe you're a homeowner. They can try if they know your full name. They can just look you up in the property yeah. appraisal and, uh-huh. and find your address and, and camp yeah. outside and they could. and demand that you uh, come outside and say hello. I mean, and I could also punch them in the face if they do that. You know what? That's the risk of meeting your heroes. Yeah. You know, sometimes they may want to punch you in the face just for being like, "Hey, I like what you do." Whoopsh, no. Get out of here! Get me, off my lawn! Leave me though fuck alone get the fuck out of here um that goes for me as well so leave me alone so but you can email us at cinema at gmail.com and we'll read it on the show just like this except we don't have any email so it's not gonna happen um we have a twitter at crespodiso you can interact with uh well i say us but really just me you can interact with me there Instagram, <coughs> Cinema Crespediso, Patreon.com, slash Crespediso. We just put out our Crespediso Film School episode on Wes Anderson. Had a little scheduling mishap, snafu, but that one just came out. Week before that was Treats of Fire. 
And uh, what's this week? I forgot, but it's going to be so oh, guys. It's going to be awesome. So patreon.com slash Crespo Sign up today for free bonus episodes. Not free. New bonus episodes every Friday. That's what I meant to say. Free day. Friday. Free day Friday. Free gay. Free guy. Free guy Friday. How did it it not do hashtag free guy Friday? Maybe it came out on Thursday. You know what? They do have that technical to Thursday night. They they just call those Thursday night receipts. They just tack them on to Friday. You know, it's kind of disingenuous when they do that, really, if you think about it. People don't care. So let's get to the Facebook group. We have a comment question thread. You can uh, just leave a comment there about anything. You can, you can ask us a question, ask for some dating advice. You can drop off a recipe. Uh, you can, uh, you know, whatever. And we'll read it on the show and, and, and interact with it in some way. Uh, maybe uh, it'll be disappointing to you, but I mean, we, we can only do, we can only work with what we get. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I do. All right. <laughs> Let's see what we got. Uh, Nicholas DeValor gets at us. What up, Nick? How to work, Nick? Uh, better Sutherland, Donald or Kiefer? Kiefer, no, Donald. Next. I was about to say Donald. Yeah. Donald for sure, <laughs> man. Kiefer's fine, but he's not Donald. Donald's he's good, man. Even when he's like quote younger, like in the seventies, he was still an old he's man still, yeah. in the seventies, uh-huh. and he's got that gravitas. Yeah, yeah. And I believe this guy. Motherfucker was in Mash. Motherfucker was in Mash. You kidding me? Um, the movie, not yeah. that, not yeah, that yeah, yeah. goddamn the, comedy show that, that Robert Altman called it. I get it. I, <laughs> I, I, I understand. After, after, like, growing up, I saw the TV show before I even knew there was a movie. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a MASH movie? Like, made before. Way different. Watched it and was like, oh. Yeah, it's crazy. You got I L- mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's a comedy, but it's a black comedy. Dark comedy, dark comedy. You got Elliot Gould in a <coughs> in Hawaiian shirt mm-hmm. hanging out with Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Looking great. They're both looking awesome. That's a cool movie. MASH. Check it out, guys. Robert Altman. Um, yeah, man. Donald Kiefer, allegedly notorious drunk. He will, if one of the things they say when you go to Los Angeles after you spend enough time there is a or no, what they say is "Welcome to Los Angeles." Do you have a Kiefer Sutherland story yet? Because it's like you're bound to run into him. You go out drinking. No, it doesn't matter where. You'll find him <laughs> if you do it enough. He yeah. he is gonna stumble into the bar that you're at and drink and um, drink all night. And uh, he's apparently the time guy, like when he was doing 24. At least that's already what 10 years ago, 12 mm-hmm. years ago. At least when he was doing that, apparently they. The limo or the car that drives him around will pull up to the set, and he like dump out of there just like goddamn death. And they take him to the makeup trailer and do whatever for a couple hours, and then he gets to the set right on time, ready to work, <laughs> super professional. I know all my lines, never fucking up. It's a, it's incredible how some people can keep it together like yeah. that. But he's a notorious party guy maybe is a nice he, way he, he likes his booze I wonder if him and John Hamm have ever gotten together ooh that could be <laughs> that could be dangerous that could be destructive look up just, uh, I'm not saying you Drew we're working but uh, people at home if you want to see something interesting try to look up John Hamm uh, hockey game <laughs> they, wasted wasted they did, they did the thing where they find a celebrity in the stand so they like put the camera on him and when they do his eyes he's <laughs> like whoa <laughs> this guy's this guy's dunzo bunzo um, Donald Sutherland. You ever seen the movie Drew? Um, what's it called? Donald Sutherland is the principal of a Catholic high school, 
and it's heaven help us. It's got a not not Matt Dillon. Who's the brother? Kevin Dillon. Mm-hmm. Kevin Dillon. Yeah, I think it's Kevin Dillon. It's got Kevin Dillon, um, McCarthy, this guy who was like super popular at the time. Uh, anyone else is recognizable? And it's just oh, John Hurd, the guy who's the dad in Christmas Home Alone. I was gonna say Christmas. Okay. The guy, that guy, John yeah. Hurd. Um, they uh, he's also a teacher. He's like a new teacher at the school, and it's the. 50 so it's a school in brooklyn so all the kids are just dressed in uniforms but the the friars the brothers are all dressed straight up like in monk clothes i went to a catholic high school they were just wearing old man sweaters and shit some of them had the collar but mostly they were just dressed comfortable these guys were wearing robes like tied by ropes and shit Uh and uh and he's a principal he's like the cooler principal of the school he's old enough to try to like keep the hot-headed teacher from beating up all the kids and stuff and okay it's an interesting, weird, like, hangout movie. No. Coming-of-age hangout movie. I recommend it. If you say so. Heaven help us. Donald Sutherland. <clears throat> there you go. Next. Uh, Marissa Del Prior gets at us. What up, Marissa? Uh, who is the best Batman? And, conversely, who is the best Bruce Wayne? Man, we're going through this, speaking of our Patreon, on the 12 months of Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, this month is month eight, which means it's the Batman Begins month. Um, does that answer both questions? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. Because, I mean, up to this point, we've seen all the Batman. Yeah. Uh, and right now, pretty sure Christopher Bale is both the best Batman and the best, and the best Bruce Wayne. Going chronologically through the first, all the, the first eight Batman movies, going back to Adam West, for sure. I think if, if there's a case for any better Batman it depends on what type of Batman that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying I think if there may be a case if you're going for like the weird lampoony Batman then obviously Adam West is the best yeah Uh, if you're going for animated stuff then uh, I mean I give to Lego Batman all the way over um, animated Batman animated series no Uh, I was thinking maybe Lego Batman may be the best Batman I mean it It may be I don't know it's a really it's a call. fun weird take on Batman yeah. but it's still really truthful yeah, yeah, yeah. It, get, it gets at the heart of the matter of Batman pretty easily sometimes um, but for, for Bruce Wayne though it's Christian Bale just because yeah. it's the one that spends most time on Bruce Wayne as we realize with Batman Begins mm-hmm. um, pur- pur- purposefully doing that he, he, he got more to do than Val Kilmer or George George Clooney was Bruce Wayne for like eight minutes in Batman and Robin? Val, Val Kilmer was was either dying of heat exhaustion or <laughs> from the suit. Yeah. In the suit, he couldn't hear anybody. So stupid. Like why? Why he could hear nobody? Why do we need our actor to hear people? <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> he needed help standing up and sitting down. Oh God! What a nightmare! No wonder yeah. he was so uh, such a pain in the ass. And, and he and he played it like a soap opera. All that's according to the Val documentary. Oh, he went he went soap opera on it. Yeah. That that's kind of in line with, um, he says, '60s Batman theater, the absurd, like big over the top. He, he says if you look at it, he puts his hands on his hips in almost every frame. <laughs> his hands on his hips. He does the whole. <laughs> Interesting. I You should watch that fucking documentary. It's I'm good. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm definitely gonna Especially watch it. Especially being a you know cinephile like yeah, you are. Absolutely, absolutely gonna watch it for love. Love Val Kilmer. Um, Bruce Wayne. Batman. I'm, I'm Batman. I'm the best Bruce Wayne. No, I'm the best Batman. If you say so. No, I don't say so. I mean, you're decent Bane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. Next question. Uh, 
Matthew Lamont Burgess gets at us. What up, Matt? Former former past guest of the show, <clears throat> Matt Gustashine Films. Uh, considering where the franchise was during that particular time, would the MCU exist without the success of Blade? Would the MCU exist without Blade? Mm-hmm. Yes. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> very easily. Very, very easily. Blade, uh, the MCU owes uh, a lot to... I think Sony. To Sony setting up Spider-Man and, so well. And X-Men. And, I mean, and e- Fox with e- X-Men. Even though both were disappointing, to say the least, just... Well, to you, you're no. For people who listen to the show, you're notoriously hard on those movies, harder than most people. I mean, it was it was good to see comic book movies being made, but we 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 couldn't get their full potential for some reason until now. Hadn't realized it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah, when they start doing X Men and stuff now, it's gonna be uh, really really good. Hopefully, Um, yeah. Blade exists as its own thing. Where yeah, sure, it's Marvel, but like people don't even realize that it's. It's Blade. It's its own. This guy is a vampire killer with a sword and it's bloody. Yeah. All his uh-huh. movies are R-rated. You yeah. know, he exists in his own world over here with the Lionsgate uh, yeah. Punisher movies. Well, and no, stuff, exactly you know? with uh, Punisher Warzone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Man, oof, that's a great movie. So, uh, but shit, I do, I do love me some Blade, and I can't wait for the for the new one. Although. PG thirteen played. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. How, we'll see how that works. I mean, it's uh, it's vampire violence. I'm sure. Just, I mean, it's not going to be like. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be so quote unquote like blood obsessed like that. The first one there was the blood orgy st- dancing. Steven Doris, there was there there was a, the, the blood orgy dancing and the fucking uh, the ancient blood god. Yeah, yeah. That was literally like made of blood. Yeah, yeah it was all <laughs> it was about the actual blood. And then the second one had the monster vampires are really uh, gnarly looking. Yeah, but if it's fantasy violence. PG-13 will be fine. Yeah, it'll be more like he, he hits the vampire and they go, turn to ash. Like, oh, that whole... Yeah. Like, oh, sun bullets. Yeah, or whatever exactly. he, was, yeah. he was using. Um, Blade Marshall Ali, man. I'm down. He's going to be awesome. He's yeah. going to be good. And they got the the person who did Dear White People do it, so it's going to get into race. Of course. <laughs> that's going well, I mean, to be fun. He, he's a black vampire. Come on. Might I, as well I mean, address va- it. Vampires are notoriously white, pale skin things. Yeah, might as well address it. We got the black vampire. <laughs> he's the daywalker. He's the... Yeah, that, he's, that. yeah, he's also some sort of like a vampire messiah, I guess. You know what? We all, <laughs> we all need a vampire messiah and refuse for it to be Jared Leto. <laughs> refuse. Oh, is that movie ever coming out? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, February. Okay, I think. Yeah, February. Um, that Spider Verse shit. Yeah, they're they're trying to do it. They want to do it. So, is that it for the uh, the comments there in the Facebook group, or do we have what do we do? We got. I, th- a, I think that was it. We had Donald versus Kiefer. We had Best Batman. We had How Does Blade Fit into yeah, Everything? It was all those three. All right, yeah, guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. you. Are so awesome. Let's uh, get into all all the newsy stuff. We gotta do we gotta do an update from last week. And I forgot which one I was gonna do for the time we say I got that one. And then uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. okay, here we go. Alright. Time to update for the news. You ready for some news, Jurassic <laughs> Agburn? Remember remember this? Yeah, no, remember really the, good daily show. Daily show. Yeah. yeah Fate's all on its own. Um Updating the ongoing Disney ScarJo feud, uh, Disney canceled their Tower of Terror movie that they were developing, which was going to star Scarlett Johansson. Oh, there we go. 
Yeah. So like, oh, you suing us? Well, well we... we're, we're canceling this shit. Exactly. Very, very petty. Seriously though, a Tower of Terror movie. I didn't. I don't think it was gonna make money anyway. I mean, who's asking for this stuff? <laughs> you know, just because Pirates of the Caribbean made money doesn't mean we needed a Jungle Cruise movie or that we needed. Uh, <clears throat> they're, they're doing like another Haunted Mansion movie or um, like what a splash. Splash Mountain's already based on movie. No. Just remake Song of the South. Pirates of the Caribbean was pirates, man. Pirates were cool. It was pirates, but then also the movie had like zombie pirates. I don't yeah. know zombie Und- underwater, underwater. Z- zombie pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'd never mm-hmm. seen an undead sea captain with an octopus beard. Yeah, come on. Well, now you do at the <laughs> at the Japan one. They they added him. It looks awesome. It's an an animatronic uh, yeah. tentacle thing. So uh Of course the Japanese have tentacles. So they yeah, they do. So they did this big um I think it was a shareholders conference call. So new CEO Bob Chapik was on the call being like we've we're compensating all of our artists appropriately for all like um revenue streams, et cetera, et cetera. So without like directly addressing the lawsuit, um people are like he's talking about all this lawsuit stuff mm-hmm. and and uh still trying to find ways to kind of throw Scarlett Johansson under the bus, so to speak. And meanwhile, uh, the author of the book Sideways. Okay. Remember Sideways? Yes. Um, so during the, the Bob Chappick's call, he was saying all this shit about, um, what was he? What was he? Because it, it's in reference to exactly what he's saying here. Um, Bob Chappick said today that it was unfortunate that Free Guy couldn't go to Disney Plus Premium VOD because there were rules against it in the deal made by Fox pre-purchase. Okay. So that's why it never came yeah. out on streaming. Because it was a deal. It was already, like, it was already in the contract. It was not going to streaming. Um, and this is a tweet from um, David Poland, uh, journalist David Poland. Uh, he finishes, Bob Chappick should not be trusted to care about the future of films. Um, the author of sideways his name is uh rex pickett he responds to that by saying where's his actual why do they just have the tweet here he called the guy an art he called bob chappick an artistic imbecile <laughs> okay which is like ouch here, here's his reply i can't believe Iger handed the reins to this oh not excuse me to this aesthetic imbecile he will grind the biggest studio into rubble until it's nothing but unrecognizable microplastics for the low common denominator and one of those is my sideways now under the disney banner that's why he cares mm-hmm. yeah. i need a case of pino ouch he finishes so um bob chapik ceo of disney not making any friends or fans <clears throat> In the industry, well, maybe he won't be around for long. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he flames out as a as CEO. Um, updating also last week's story, we found out last week that uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, getting paid nine hundred million dollars for new seasons of South Park, as well as fourteen movies. And then we were wondering, are there just random movies? But no, there are 14 South Park movies. Are you fucking fucking me right now? To be released two a year for the next seven years. That's the deal. Yes. Yeah, sorry, Drew. Drew Drew's face imploded. <laughs> I just want to know why. They have the numbers. They show. People still watch South Park. People still watch Dude, South Park. I haven't Park. watched South Park in 
like five, seven years, but fuck, maybe ten. The um, one of their pandemic episodes that they put out last year, or pandemic specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was either M nominated or winning. Oh, really? Maybe. Wow. Yeah, they're still just... So it shows what I know. They're just cranking the shit out. Um, and they've talked about how they're going to spend the money. <laughs> of course. Yeah, they're, they're already out there. They say, we have a South Park 3D video game, release date unknown. We're doing deep fakes. We have a studio with a dozen people who are deep fake artists. We're working on a little more of this deep fake movie we're trying to piece together. Okay. So we're trying to make a deep yeah. fake movie. Interesting. We have a horror movie, a musical. I think those are two things. Yeah. Uh, I think we're really, for the first time, going to bring Tegrity Weed into real life. Tegrity Weed being oh, yeah. um, from the South Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, they, I mean, if they got $900 million, I'm sure they can throw a couple million out getting some legal weed. Yeah, so they're going to get into the weed game. And then also the latest thing that came out uh, separately was they're going to use this money to finalize their already in the works purchase of the restaurant Casa Bonita. Okay, well, there we go. Yeah, Casa Bonita yeah. was... Uh, it's been around for over 40 years, real restaurant that yeah. was featured lovingly and apparently accurately in South Park. Yeah. In South Park. <laughs> um, and um, because of COVID, just like so many other businesses, they were almost about to go under. They had to declare bankruptcy. It was going bad. So um, they're stepping in to buy it. Um, so there we go. Mm-hmm. Casa Bonita. The best thing they could do with their money, probably. So weird. So there you go, Drew Stekhanger. That's your, your update on last week's stories. Let's get into some Hollywood Law and Order. That's right. We're going to talk a little bit about the law, but also... Some order. So we got to have some order in there, man. All right, it can't be just one or the other. Um, we mentioned earlier Jackass 4. Did we? Or was that Probably a, not. Or was that a, <laughs> when I said earlier, I meant... Um, previous episodes. <laughs> well, maybe in the beginning. I mean, we did, I think we talked about the Jackass trailer. Maybe that's possible. Maybe, might have mentioned it in the, our discussion of Free Guy and all the imbeciles around us who are just mm-hmm. like, you you laughing at um stuff. Maybe. Um, Bam Margera is suing Paramount, Johnny Knoxville, and Spike Jones okay. over Jackass Forever over his firing, mm-hmm. and um, his big part of his thing is that they. Made him sign a deal to like promise to be sober, and then, uh, but then he was on all these um, prescribed medications. He's on like ten different medications for like antipsychotics and depression and shit or whatever. And like because of all of that, like they used that to fire him. Essentially, okay. he is like I I've been forced out. This guy's a, a a mess, but it's just a sad state. It's not like I don't know. Dude's got issues, and so he's suing them. Good times. Well, I mean, some some lawyer thinks it's worth going through because uh, usually you can find a lawyer yeah. who'll take your money. Usually, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But man, going after Paramount though, they got that Paramount money. They got that Sony money. You think they want to be sued? No, I think I'm, probably just settle. That actually, that's most likely what <clears throat> happened. Um, it's getting some order. Joel Kinnaman went public with a restraining order that he filed against a model. Okay. This came out on opening day of the Suicide Squad. On Friday, he posted that uh, a Swedish model named Gabriella Magnuson, who goes by the name Bella Davis, was allegedly, quote, threatening to publicize false information, end quote, about him. Okay. Mostly that he's like, this, uh, this model lady's been stalking me. We had a sexual thing going on. We had an affair. We had a relationship. 
We fucked. Didn't work out. Just say we fucked. Quote, had a brief romantic relationship in late 2018, but then she later, quote, resorted to threatening to publicize false information about me, including that I had sex with her against her will unless I capitulated to her demands. Um, so in the court documents, he claims that the demands included money, Hollywood connections, helping to secure a work visa, a verified <laughs> Instagram page. Hey, Joel, can you help me verify my Instagram page? That's weird. A Wikipedia page, a photo shoot with Sports Illustrated, an additional $400,000 for an apartment, and more. End quote. It's pretty detailed to be like, I feel these are the things I want. This is one this is one of those cases I'm where I'm gonna, this is one of those cases where I'm gonna be like, I think I'm gonna believe him in this one. Yeah. I think she put some thought into that. Yeah, this is a little this is a little detailed. Um He says, While it's oh man, I clicked on the thing and just pulled up the well, now I'm on some models Instagram yeah. page. Um while it's mortifying is it um, I don't know. Let me click on the OnlyFans and see what that says. Ooh. While it is mortifying and scary to come forward about all of this, what feels worse is enduring the escalating daily threats of physical harm to me and my loved ones and threats to go to the press with fabricated vile rumors unless I agree to a list of demands that includes oh, yeah, blah, 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 all that stuff that you mentioned. So, Joel Kinnaman. Getting stalked. Ooh. It's rough, rough. It's rough being rich and famous. It's hard being rich and famous. You put your penis on the wrong thing all of a sudden. You got, a, you got someone threatening to ruin your life. So you got to ruin it on your own. <laughs> you ruin my life. I ruin my own life. You own this house. I'll burn it down. Um, finally, with the Hollywood Law and Order, this is more of a, a le- the legal side, like Hollywood precedent, sort of. Or how um, it's possible that MLB baseball could affect the way copyright law happens from now on. Okay, well, instead of it, it'd be a nice change of pace instead of Disney doing it. it, right? Someone's changing it up. Major League Baseball, a different giant corporation's writing copyright law. <laughs> uh, not that they're writing it, but uh, through this court legal fight, they may, they may have found a loophole, a very exploitative loophole. All right, here we go. Uh, it's about the Philly fanatic. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows the Philly fanatic. Did you know what Philly fanatic is a um. Jim Henson creation. Did he copyright it or something? Back in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, a Phillies executive decided the team needed a mascot, so they hired someone named Bonnie Erickson, who had worked with Jim Henson. Um, so it was a Henson protege who made it. The Fanatic was uh, invented April 25th, 78, was debuted. Um, an intern was the uh, wore the costume. Blah, 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 blah. Harrison. Someone obtained a, a copyright a registration from the copyright office, and they called it an artistic sculpture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they attempt to leverage a termination provision, which allows you to um, reclaim work after 35 years, right? Uh, so what had happened was they wanted to reclaim the Philly fanatic, yeah. the person who invented it. And then the Phillies... What they did was they showed the original Philly Fanatic that they had copywritten, and then they showed... The current Philly Fanatic. And they're like, look, the eyes are different. Look, it's an altered Fanatic. The legal fight was like, well, do the Phillies got to keep using this? Do they have to write so it doesn't revert back to this person? The result came out to the person who had filed the copyright, the artist who wants it back, can get that original copyright back however the alterations to the original design are enough that the Phillies can continue to use the altered versions the subsequent versions so uh, say you have say you wrote uh, the Terminator 
As long as you alter it enough. Right? James Cameron now owns the rights to the Terminator. But whatever, what if, who was the last guy? Skydance? They're like, yeah, but we want to make a movie with the old Terminator. The one that was in our movie. You have the rights to the young Terminator. We have rights to the old one with the beard that no one likes. Uh, James Cameron's going to be like, yeah, fine. I guess go make your fucking old Terminator movie. Because I don't have the rights to that. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's possible. That could be uh, That could be what's the future here. And Major League Baseball may be affecting copyright law from now on due to the Philly Fanatic. Uh, that's a pretty effective mascot, though. I mean, everyone knows the Philly Fanatic. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's gone through changes over time, too. Uh, I, I mean, as yeah. as, the Philly Fanatic, in all reality, is just a red monster. Green. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Are you colorblind? Maybe. <laughs> is this how we find out? Uh, time to talk about the biz. And this one's called Show Business. That's right, Trisha Cogburn. Time to talk about the show, the business of show business. I actually got a decent amount of show business here. Um, Warner Brothers committing to exclusive theatrical releases in 2022. They signed a deal with AMC. And if they did with AMC, that means others, Regal, they'll all follow yeah. suit. But he said, as opposed to this year, where they did day and date on certain movies in 2022, all movies intended for theaters will only be in theaters for a period of 45 days before they put it on any sort of digital platform. Streaming, whatever. Yes. Yeah. And then HBO is just going to have to do what they originally said anyway, which is produce movies specifically for HBO Max. Yeah. It's like the Batgirl movie, mm-hmm. Blue Beetle, all that stuff. Um, so there we go. Warner Brothers uh, recommitting to theaters. Um, Robert Rodriguez, meanwhile, has signed a first look deal with HBO Max. Okay. Which is pretty wild. And uh, so just expect Rodriguez stuff, you know, maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll finally get that machete kills again. First look, which means they take a look at it, and if they they don't want it, they're like, you can go somewhere else. Yeah, you can can take Uh this house. You can take this elsewhere. It just means he has an office on the lot now. But hey, it's pretty sweet. HBO Max beefing up their, their roster there. Um. Oh, and then someone put out an article about how, I, we've talked about this before, how the HBO Max app has been glitchy okay. for a couple months. Has it? It has been. And depending on... I don't use it all that much. You don't use it I that mean, much? I do, but, mm-hmm. but it's, I haven't had any issues. It's not enough to notice issues. Yeah. Um, when they debuted, first off, HBO Max is not a, a brand new app. It was a retrofit of the HBO Go and HBO Now apps. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I remember those. Um, so it wasn't built from the ground up. And then when they debuted the that sh- the lower pay, the $10 tier that has ads, they had to then add all this code to their program to allow for the second tier. And obviously, that adding all, made things glitchy. It fucked everything up. Apple users like found that they couldn't like fast forward or rewind or hit pause. Like their controls straight up stopped on on Apple. Okay. Um, I know when I would try to watch like uh, the weekend, The Conjuring came out, and what was another one I tried? Like when new movies came out, um, they it would not want to connect to my TV. I would have to like find a weird janky way to connect my phone okay. to the TV first and pull up the, the movie and then try to play it. It was a pain in the ass for a minute there. Yeah. Um, so HBO Max knows one of the quotes is like, 
we, we we're working on it. No, not even we're working on it. The quote was like, we see the crash logs. Like we know. All right. Yeah. Um, but what they're doing is instead of just straight up trying to fix everything, which they are, they have yeah. a team trying to fix it. They are building a whole new app from the ground up of straight up brand new HBO Max app yeah. that will slowly replace all the apps that we have out there. And you shouldn't notice much of a difference when it happens aside of uh, it works better. Yeah. It's supposed to work better. But it's fascinating that they try to, um, not necessarily, I don't know if it's going to be cheaper, but just try to use what they already had yeah. to then expand so much and try to add so many users and worldwide too. Oh my God. That's some short-sighted shit. Whoa, that's hard to say. Short Irish wristwatch. Irish, that Irish wristwatch is some short-sighted shit. Um, Roku is adding 23 more Quibi shows to its uh, Roku channel. Cool. So they are really taking yeah. advantage of that. Almost makes you want to check out a Roku channel. I mean, it, it might be good if it's all strung together and it's not in 90-second bits. No, 10-minute bits. It's all 10 Whatever. minutes. Yeah, 10-minute chunks. I think I could do 10 minutes. 10, I, minute, 10 I mean, minutes is fine. I mean, that's watching Infinity Train. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like that. Or an adult swim show. Right, because those were 12 to 14, 12 minutes. 12 Usually, minutes. Because yeah. they were in 15-minute blocks with three-minute commercials. Yeah. Um, Venom, colon, let there be carnage, just got delayed about three weeks from the end of September to the middle of October. One week before Dune and Jackass come out. So they're eating into their own audience potentially yeah. by moving so closer to those movies. But uh, Sony is looking, they're looking at the numbers and the Delta variant, and like we got a. We, we want people to see this movie. But they're pushing, Fuck. but they're pushing deeper into winter. Winter is a time when these things uh, get worse. Yeah. Because everyone's driven indoors, yeah. and that's how these things mm-hmm. spread. I guess. Yeah. But they're just the difference between last year and this year is vaccine. Since the vaccine's available, hopefully more people start using it. Well, I mean, you know, unless people keep not doing getting vaccinated yeah. and then a bunch more people are going to die. People are getting scared. They're, the numbers are going up in all those dumb rural counties and states around the country that are that are lagging. Their numbers are ticking up slowly, unfortunately, but they're ticking up. When enough people see their friends and family members getting like deathly <laughs> ill and almost dying or dying. I heard it described to me. Someone described to me the other day as a. Uh, it, it feels like someone's holding you underwater. <laughs> that sounds awful. That sounds terrifying. Glad I'm vaxxed. Oh, my God. Can I get a booster? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm, I'm like, I, I got the one shot. Can I get a booster, please? Oh, I got, I got, the, I got the two shot, Yeah, you please. got the two shot. Um, you're amino. You're not amino compromised, so you're fine. No. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're both fine for a few more months at least. So the blah, 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 Venom delayed a few months. Um, there is a... A biopic being made by this uh, about this Hollywood agent. Her name is Sue Mengers. In the seventies, she had a crazy list of clients that was just like the, everyone, the biggest, best people, and she was known for like kind of upsetting the apple cart, being a high-powered female agent in Hollywood was a big thing in the seventies. Um, so the person making it is Paolo Sorrentino, who uh, did like the Young Pope and the New Pope on HBO, okay. and uh, the Michael Caine movie Youth with Harvey Keitel. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence is going to play Sue Mengers. All right. So that one sounds fun. And I like, I like this guy, Sorrentino. I like his, uh, his vibe. Although I, I tried to watch Young Pope. Uh, I only watched one episode. And it, never... it didn't get you. Yeah, yeah but I want to give it a shot. Don't worry. 
Thank you, Drew. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, remember when AT&T sold off HBO Max to, yeah. to Discovery so, so that it could become its own monster thing over there? Bitch, they regret that shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, AT&T continues to get out of the entertainment game. They sh- I mean, it was weird that they were even in it to begin with. Yeah, you telecom giant. Get the fuck out of our uh, entertainment. Um, so they are selling Crunchyroll okay. to Sony Pictures for $1.2 billion. All right, so I guess Crunchyroll's going to... Is it, is it going to move off HBO Max then? That's what I'm wondering, yeah. Uh, Sony, though, doesn't have any sort of streaming service and no plans yeah. to do one. So, the, 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 so in, Instead of the checks going to AT&T, they'll just go to... Yeah, that, that'll probably just be it. Their Sony Pictures is fine right now with just being a... A library that they can license stuff to, mm-hmm. to other streamers. They're, they're fine with being that person. Someone's got to do it, yeah. right? They all can't be making shit for their own apps. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sony still makes electronics. <laughs> yeah, they still, <laughs> make, they still make radios. Um, one point two billion dollars for Crunchyroll. That's a lot of money. And um, also, they have. Um, I think they have Funimation. Sony, I think they do. I think it's like okay. a merger of Funimation and, and Crunchyroll. Whatever that means. That means that's a Funimation. That's all the, the Dragon Ball shit. They, okay. They're one of the most, the, 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 one of the biggest that, importers. All that stuff on Hulu. Yes. It's all, it's all segmented up. Um, meanwhile, AT&T is in talks to sell, I don't even know they own this, TMZ. Oh, okay. So they, they, they own different kinds of media. Yeah. And they're looking to sell TMZ to Fox. Which makes sense. Disney, no, uh, no Fox Corporation, oh, as in okay. Fox, Fox News. News. Okay, now that makes sense. Yes, yeah. If you look in the comments section of TMZ, uh, you'll see the type of people who who frequent that site are for sure Fox Newsies. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, AT and T getting the fuck out of all that stuff. You hear about this uh, Field of Dreams game? Yes, that's pretty cool, man. But, uh, and then you, after it happened, after the game happened, the the news the next day was like, wow. They did it right. Like, it was a great experience. Everyone was happy with it. You know how cynical people yeah. are. Everyone liked it. They said the game was good. I think it ended with a walk-off home run. Uh, shit. So they We'll did, do this every fucking year. They're going to have to. <laughs> they're going to have to bring it back next year. The, um, so they built, I think, an additional field next to the original Field of Dreams field in Iowa, which is you can pay like 10 bucks to you just drive there, pay ten bucks to some lady. You can walk out onto yeah. the diamond, run the bases, do whatever. Yeah. I think that's so cool. If it was like within driving distance or something, I would. I mean, like a reasonable driving yeah. distance, I would do it. Um, you can run out the field and play games and stuff, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, but people, people like it. I think that's fucking cool. If you build it, they will come, Chris. Apparently, that that still is a maxim. Dyersville, Iowa, man, middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> the most middle of nowhere you can get. Um, Alan Taylor, director. He did a lot of prestige TV in the 2000s, right? Especially uh, Sopranos and, and stuff like that. A lot of HBO stuff. Um, and then he used all that clout to get to make movies. And Kevin Feige gave him a call. Said, hey, we want you to bring... He worked on Game of Thrones. We want you to bring that Game of Thrones shit that people know you for now to Thor The Dark World. Which should not work. But the movie sucks. 
Um, and then he got Terminator Genesis, which is not good. And then <laughs> the reviews and everything in the, the between those two movies, the reviews, and then the box office bombing sort of of Genesis led him to be like. I, I don't know. He oh, was to himself. He was like, I don't want to make movies anymore. Yeah. This sucks. I am I'll beaten down. Go back to television. That's what he eventually did. Went back to television. Get his get the love of it back going again. And then um, he is, was hired to return to some of his roots and direct that Sopranos movie. Oh, okay. The Many Saints yeah. of Newark. Yeah. So that's why he's out there I, doing I, media. I still don't know why that movie even got made. All right. Mm. Strange question. Doesn't matter now. It's here. Oh, yeah. People, got, people <laughs> so, are gonna watch it. People are gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Are you kidding me? You see it in theaters or you watch it on HBO Max. Uh, that's an interesting one. I mean, <laughs> it's an HBO show. That's it, what I'm saying. It's kind of weird going to a theater to see that. It's like when I see that if I saw the Deadwood movie in a theater, I'd be like, eh, I could have just seen that at home. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Uh huh. I'm glad I saw it. Absolutely, but, I loved it. But yeah, no, that's that an at-home experience. Yeah. Many Saints of Newark, a Soprano story. So that's the Star Wars storyification of, of yes. our movies now. Uh-huh. <sighs> it's, a Sopr- it's a Sopranos universe story. I don't like it. Well, welcome to the Sopranos universe. I want um, uh, Bloodsport Origins colon Frank Dukes. <laughs> um, I want to escape from Cleveland. So. <laughs> yeah. That would be... Uh, no, that would be Cleveland colon uh, in a Snake Plissken story. <laughs> Um, technically he's not he's breaking in they'll find a way but he's actually breaking into Cleveland this time he's not he's not escaping okay ah see we should be right <laughs> we know what we're talking about New Zealand is, has been faced with their nightmare or the New Zealand tourism ministry has been faced with their nightmare scenario coming to life which is um, Lord of the Rings productions moving from New Zealand Amazon is moving um, their show mm-hmm. for season two to England. Okay. And now people are coming down on the uh, the tourism board in New Zealand. Whoever runs that shit in New Zealand are coming down on that person for like, how come we didn't secure a multi-season deal with Amazon? How come we only got yeah. one season out of them? And now they're moving. Um, they said it's not going to take long for people to start associating Lord of the Rings with, with England. Yeah. And people are sort of going there to visit sets as opposed to coming all the way around well, the world. Are they, are they actually going to be Building sets in England like no, that. I don't know where they're shooting. They don't have the same amount of. Because uh, I'm pretty sure they're still using just the Pe- that Peter Jackson, those Peter Jackson sets. That might as well, right? They're, 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 all, they're already there. They're all there. They're maintained, right? Yeah. They're lovingly so, maintained. I'm sure. Yeah, but they're moving to the UK, and New Zealanders, maybe, Kiwis are not happy. Maybe, maybe they're going full CG for the background. Maybe they probably are. Well, full Thomas Kincaid. Um, I mean, unless they built themselves a, a volume, which is the, that's new. <laughs> that's the new new just do your own LED screens I mean after seeing that in the Mandalorian I'm, I'm right. impressed as shit you can do anything with that now and now they got an even bigger one for the new season and um, Taika Waititi's using it for Thor Ragnarok not Thor Ragnarok Love and Thunder that's what I'm saying yeah. like yeah yeah if they can figure out that technology and they can do whatever the fuck they want pretty wild um, someone asked Jake Johnson about working with Tom Cruise and, and this is in the wake of Tom Cruise's COVID rants when you know the leaked audio of him freaking out on people um, and someone asked him about Tom Cruise and he said quote he's an intense guy because <laughs> no. he worked with him on The Mummy mm-hmm. 
Remember that movie? Yeah. He is there to entertain an audience and is willing to really put himself in harm's way to do it. And if you're not all about that, you're going to get knocked off the Bronco. Um, and then he has a funny little story that kind of emphasizes Tom Cruise's approach to making movies. Quote, this is from The Mummy. We jumped over buildings together that exploded. We were on a three-story building that collapsed and I landed on my back and I told him that something went wrong because I got hurt. And he said, injured or hurt? I said, what's the difference? And he goes, can you go again or is something broken? And I was like, no, I mean, I can go again. And he goes, so you're hurt. Of course you're hurt. You fell off a three-story building. Point out the obvious. But you're not injured. But you're not injured. So you're good. <clears throat> Let's do it again. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he has a football coach mentality to making movies. Are you injured or hurt? <laughs> Like two different. If if you're injured, then by all means, we're stopping. You're getting fixed. Yeah, yeah. We gotta we stop everything down. This yeah. is serious. I don't want to get sued again. <laughs> Who got sued? He got sued for Mission Impossible Fallout. Fallout. That was one of the helicopters, right? Um, uh, because one of that. No, not Fallout. Um, American Made. Remember that movie where the yeah. the pilot who's mm-hmm. like flying drugs around. Um, one of those planes crashed, and obviously the pilot died. So that family had to sue. I wonder what happened to that suit. Settled out of court, unspecified amount of Tom Cruise's billions of dollars. Yeah. Well, his insurance company that he underwrites. The FX, they were doing some sort of presentation or whatever, confirming a lot of stuff. Season three of What We Do in the Shadows is about to debut. Looking so forward to that. So they went ahead and announced it's been renewed for season four. Even better. All right. They're not even waiting for like a yeah. ratings or anything. Um, they also announced the debut sort of target for Atlanta season three. Okay, is the year twenty twenty two. Okay, so that's not too bad. No, that's I'm bad. just I'm I'm surprised that it's even happening. Right, the way fucking Lakeith Stanfield's blowing up. Have All you, of them. Have you seen the previews for that Netflix cowboy movie with Lakeith Stanfield and a whole bunch of? Oh, uh, what's people? it called? I haven't I haven't seen the trailer, but yeah, I know it's coming. Right, yeah. And yeah, he's blowing crazy. up. So is Brian Tyree Henry. He's, yeah. he's, he's been in a bunch of shit. He was in Converse. Uh, mm-hmm. Playing a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. And uh, they talked a little bit about Noah Hawley's Alien show. <sighs> and how. Um, yes, please. Yes. That one's not coming until 2023. Okay. So that's a while off. Um, what's this guy's name? John Landgraf. The, the head honcho over at FX. He's been there for a minute now. Really, really doing some good stuff over there. About to say. Um, he says that it will blend the timeless horror of the original 79 movie and the nonstop action of the 86 Aliens. Um, so it will stay in line with the classic films, but also will feature some inventiveness and originality that is uniquely Noah. And yeah, exactly. So it's going to be Noah Hawley's Aliens. Yeah, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll feel like part of the cinematic universe, but it'll still be yeah. it'll be his alien. Um, and then this article points out that not only did he do Fargo and Legion on FX, he's also behind Bones. I did not know that. Really? Yes. So he's that. that I mean, fuck that movie. That show probably made him a bunch of money. Yeah, that show was on for fucking like a decade. Yeah. I mean, number one, was, still in syndication. Number one with dogs. Bones. They love bones. Yeah, I get it. They love booms. Well, that's the Debbie Does Dallas theme song, which means, Drew, it's time 
for the casting couch. That's right, Drew. You ready, yeah. ready to hit the casting couch, buddy? <laughs> no. I need you to sit over here. Nuh-uh. I need you to nope. say your name. I'm not doing your any age. Of those I'm not even. I'm not even entering the room. Show me your driver's license, please. Show the camera your driver's license. All right, now spread it. <laughs> no fucking way. Let's talk about some casting, Drew Sakagwin. Clancy Brown has been added to the cast of John Wick Chapter Four. Yes, that's fucking great. Goddamn Clancy Brown. That's so awesome, man. Highlander. Everything from Highlander to Carnival. Yeah. Carnival. 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 Excuse me, I say Carnival. He's a Carnival Cruise director now, Clancy <laughs> Brown. That'd be a cool cruise. Um, Clancy Brown's Carnival Cruise? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Sign me up. I'll get a, I'll get a shitty cabin for that. Um, or Clancy Brown's Carnival Cruise. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like if you love the person, then you do it in the butt because he, <laughs> he saved that from the Johns. Yeah, the Johns will get the butt. No, nope. she's like, put it back there, and he's like, what? It's my special hole for you. Yeah, and then he and then he gets tarred and feathered later. <laughs> that's the only time I've ever seen a real tarn, like a quote tarn feathering. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, Mm-mm. tar's hot. That seems like it sucks. <laughs> yeah, the tar's hot, and then the feathers are we paying to get off. So the um, Tim Burton. We've got some casting on his um, Adam's Family show, which is going to be focused on Wednesday. Okay. It's live action, right? Is it a live action one? Is he doing the live action? Because there's a live action one and an animated one. Um, so let's see which one Tim Burton's doing. Yeah, it's a li- it's the Wednesday. Adam's Family Origins. Adam's Family Origins. <laughs> an Adam's Family story. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Um, where is this live action? I, I'm not sure what it is. Catherine Zeta-Jones will be Morticia. I mean, that could be live action or voice. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then Luis Guzman is Gomez. Yeah, no, that, that is definitely voice. Right? <laughs> All right, we're going to have him. Yeah, he was just announced as Gomez. Um, animated. So it's happening. It's coming together. It's going to be on Netflix. It's going to be weird. It's going to be Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton to an Adams Family. I'll probably watch it. Rob Zombie doing monsters. <laughs> What's going on here? I mean, is it family friendly monsters or is this Rob I, Zombie's? Yeah, monsters? exactly. That's the, that's actually the big question. Because <laughs> if this is Rob Zombie's mo- monsters, not that I actually might watch. That could be weird. Yeah, that's legitimately the question there. Um, Idris Elba has joined Sonic Two. This movie's happening. It's happening, Jersey Guy. We're in Sonic Made Money. Sonic 2 is happening. Not only did they get themselves an Idris Elba, but they cast him in the highly coveted role of Knuckles. Okay, so voice. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, you won't actually see his face in it. No. Is Jim Carrey coming back? Oh, I don't know if they've announced that yet, but I would, because I if would not, hope so. If not, then I'm not watching My it. interest plummets. Plummets yeah. without Jim Carrey in no, it. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and a lot of Jim Carrey, not just like one or two no. scenes. The uh, the CW Powerpuff Girls movie has the opposite of a casting when uh, one of their three leads, one of their girls, had to leave due to scheduling conflicts now because it's taken so long to get the pilot right. Live action? A live action Powerpuff Girls. Eh. They, they shot the pilot and then CW ordered them to reshoot it because they're like, we didn't get the tone right. You got to do this again. So they really want a Powerpuff Girls show to happen. I don't, th- I, I don't know about live action. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough live action. How you can do Mojo Jojo? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. How you do any of the villains? How you do, do any of it? Cartoon villains. They're all cartoon villains. It's a wacky, wild intent. Just, just, it, just it, 
it may or may not be just a, a prequel to Samurai Jack. Mm. Yeah, I saw about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And finally, let's finish up. Let's, let's clean off this casting couch with this story. Um, Beanie Feldstein. Uh, she was in Booksmart mm-hmm. most recently. And uh, What We Do in the Shadows. I yeah. read a little bit in that. Um, she is going to be in the... She's going to be the lead for the Broadway revival of Funny Girl. Funny Girl, Drew, is a Broadway show from the early 60s that then got turned into a movie with Barbara Streisand in the late 60s. Okay. And then it was a huge hit. And um, it got nominated for all sorts of awards. Streisand won for uh, Best Actress, I think, um, for doing it. So uh, kind of a big deal for okay. old Beanie Feldstein here to get the lead in this. Funny Girls like has a lot of cachet. In, in that world, the musical world and the Broadway world and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's a big, big deal for her. So Good for her. Yeah, good for her. I think it's awesome. She's super funny and likable. And uh, Jonah Hill's sister, too, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Very weird. All right, Drew. It's time for a Vax Boy Summer. You ready? You having, you having a Vax Boy Summer? I mean, what, what's a Vax Boy Summer? It's, it's when you have a White Boy Summer, but you're vaxxed. I mean, I'm vaxxed. I'm not having much of a quote-unquote summer. I mean, I'm having a summer, not a summer, so. Oh, yeah, no. Not summer. Yeah, it's a, cru- it's a cruel summer. I'm talking about the Vax Boy Summer. Yeah, I guess not, then. Okay. Uh... You know who's not having a Vax Boy Summer is uh, author of hit song White Boy Summer, Chet Hanks. He, he's unvaccinated. Yeah. Oh boy, Drew Sakai, this guy. <laughs> Poor Rita Wilson. What's wrong with her DNA? <laughs> or is she just a bad mother? What's happening here? So, um, I mean, one of them's always the bad boy. There's always one of them. One of them's always the fuck up. Uh, Chet Hanks. Rapid name: Chet Hanks. H A N X. Okay, sure. What a loser. Um, when he's not speaking in Jamaican patois at the Golden Globes, he uh, is putting Instagram videos out. And he put one out here where he said, um, with the amount of people I know recently that have gotten COVID, with the numbers rising, I think it's important for me to say I got the vaccine. I think everyone should. He continues, I think it's really important that we all do this just as citizens, as Americans. We have to look out for each other and get this shit under control, guys. So I suggest all my followers, you guys get an appointment and get the vaccine first thing. Then he stops and yells, psych, into the camera for exclaiming, bitch, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I never had COVID. You ain't sticking me with that motherfucking needle. It's the motherfucking flu. Get over it, okay? (laughs) It's so weird for him to, like, so say all the correct things. Like, he knows the messaging. And then to, like, I'm I'm actively doing the opposite of this. What what an awful person. Um... He says, if you're sick, stay inside. I'm tired. Why are we working around, y'all? If you're in danger, stay your ass inside. I'm tired of wearing a motherfucking mask. So get vaccinated. <clears throat> you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. I mean, unless you're, you know, worried about the whole Delta. super spreading Delta, Delta, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure. Wait till Lambda gets here. Um, and then he did another uh, subsequent message where he says, I have the right to not get that shit. Like he's doubling down I mean, on you his do. auntie. So. That's fine. Yeah. Just just remember when you get COVID and almost die that you could have prevented it. And then like part of everyone shutting down last February is in the same week, like the NBA shut down and Tom Hanks, his dad got it the same week. Both his parents got it. Um, Man. They, they didn't get the Delta variant. No, they got that OG. <laughs> <laughs> they got the OG COVID. They got the old, the OG COVID, which is a little different. Um, speaking of anti-vax, having ourselves a vax boy summer, 
Um, you mentioned his name earlier, Drusa Cogburn, but someone by the name of Lakeith Stanfield. Mm-hmm. Well, is, he, is he an anti-vaxxer? I don't know. No. He, he, um, he just posted on Instagram a, just a block of text that said, no one should be forcing anyone to put anything in their body. That Right? Which is like... I mean, I mean, black people do have. There, there is a history. There is. That's why so. there are <laughs> vaccine rates are very low in black communities, and that, there's a reason. That, that's the one group. I'm like, you know what, guys? I'm not okay. Let's just talk about this because I'm not. <laughs> there, uh, yeah, there, there's go. a reason for that, yeah. and I get. I, 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 I can't understand it because no, because it didn't happen. It didn't happen to not everyone in this country. But yeah, yeah. So it's, look, we're not trying. There's no forced sterilization here. So. No, this no, isn't no. a syphilis experiment. We swear. It's bad, yeah. I, I bad. got it. I'm fine, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, Stanfield says, I haven't seen anybody being forced. I'm just stating the obvious, I guess, is he responded to someone. Um, and then he pulled the, he deleted the thing, which apparently he does a lot. He he posts stuff to his social media accounts and then deletes them. If you go to his account now, there's like practically nothing there because he's always posting, deleting, posting, deleting. Um. People were just really taking issue, not so much. So it's not really anti-vax, but it, people were taking issue with him being like, no one should be forcing you to put anything in your body. And it's like, that's the issue. No one's being forced to do nothing. No. You know? And unfortunately, that's a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. And then even companies were like, if you want to work here, then you have to get vaccinated. You, you don't want to be vaccinated, then you just don't work here. You have to go work somewhere else. Guess what? There are more job openings now than there are uh, employees. So, no. I think that has something to do with like maybe a million people from the workforce dying in the last year. Yeah, I I, I see signs to say now hiring everywhere, everywhere, but no, but nowhere that is uh, that pays that good. Yeah. And all right, it's time to get trendy, Drusa Cockburn, as we follow Hollywood's trendsetters, the most trendy parts of Hollywood, as we wrap up this episode. Um, although not really, I don't know if you actually consider him Hollywood. Russell T. Davies uh, is a former showrunner for Doctor Who. Okay. Okay. And he, uh, the headline here is he blasts pathetic Loki bisexual scene. And basically he just calls out, because that whole thing happened where Sylvie asked Loki in the Loki show, like, has there there been a princess uh, or a prince? And then he's like, yeah, both, you know. So everyone's like, oh, shit, Loki bisexual. And they're like, woo, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. ringing all the alarms and stuff. And um, uh, he's like, that's it. Like a, a character like references having a boyfriend once in the past. And we're all supposed to be like, what wonderful strides are being made for representation and shit like that. So mm-hmm. he calls that uh, pathetic. And he wasn't too happy with everyone's uh, um, reaction. Reactions would be like, oh, look how great Disney is and Marvel mm-hmm. when it's actually a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, so, I'm pretty much. I'm fine with that. And then uh, finally, Drusa Coburn. Huge debate exploding here in uh, let me get that out of here. This guy, uh, huge exploit, uh, debate exploding in Hollywood over vampires and werewolves again. That will be brought up next week. (laughs) This week, it's bathing. Okay, we talked, I've heard about you heard about this. This This is so 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 dumb. Here we go. Uh, we got uh, Ashley Kutcher and Mila Kunis are. Uh no, not them. Who who kicked it off? Kristen Bell and Dax, another white couple. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. Uh, in some interview, for some reason, they were talking about their kids, and I'm like, oh yeah, we don't really bathe our kids all that often, or something like that. And then, uh, Kucher and 
Kunis. Oh, that's a funny thing to say. They uh, chime in and like, yeah, we we wait, we wait, we don't. Be, like all these people are like, we wait. It's uh, it's not too healthy to be bathing all the time. Blah blah. Um, someone I don't know how I came up with then Jake Gyllenhaal. Someone asked him. He was like, yeah, I don't, I don't bathe every day. Like so now it's become this thing where now they're just asking celebrities. So I got a bit of a rundown here of who who said what to who uh, regarding what. Um, and it's interesting to see who, like, the, the common denominators between who doesn't bathe and who does. <laughs> okay. All right. It was, it was Kucher and Kunis who, who kicked it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they were on Dax Shepard's podcast. So that's okay. why they were all. And so, and, so, so that's four. So these four white people sitting around like, yeah, none of it. We just wait. Kristen, Kristen Bell said, I'm a big fan of waiting for the stink. Ugh, Ugh. Gross. Disgusting people. Jake Gyllenhaal. More and more I find bathing to be less necessary at times. At times, at that, that, that that I will agree with. Okay, it all depends on the day. He hedged a bet. Okay, that's fine. Um, Dwayne Johnson, where do you think he comes out on this one? He probably, I mean, he work. He sweats like a motherfucker. He probably bathes multiple times a day. According to Twitter, uh, he said his routine is a cold shower when he rolls out of bed, a warm shower after his workout before work, and then a hot shower after he gets home from work. Face wash, body wash, exfoliate, and I sing off key in the shower. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I if I worked that day, I'm definitely taking a shower. Yeah, but he's taking three showers. So, I mean, so now some people are like Dwayne Johnson, maybe showering too much. I mean, I'm sure Dwayne Johnson has a dermatologist. Um, Jody Turner Smith, uh, wife of Joshua Jackson, she was in Queen and Slim, and just was yeah. that she was just in something um, without remorse. Uh, she tweeted, "Before you even ask, in this house we bathe." Answering for Joshua Jackson. Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa, what do you think he said? Mi- mi- that doesn't matter. Think about it, Momoa. What do you think he's going to say, Jason Momoa? No. You think he's going to say no? He says, I'm not starting any trends. I shower, trust me. There he go. tells Axis Hollywood, I'm Aquaman. I'm in the fucking water. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm Hawaiian. <clears throat> we got salt water on me. We good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's all about that water life. Um... Over these people. Oh, and then Chris Evans. I shower all the time. So there we go. So now we know who stinks and who doesn't. Chris Evans, he seems like he smells nice. How about how about you, Chris? You shower? Daily. Minimum once a day. Minimum. If I do something that gets me sweaty early in the morning, oh, ouch. Afternoon, evening shower is in the books. No, it's happening. Gotta get in there and scrub. I usually shower about six times a week. Yeah, minimum six. Six to nine times a week is how much I'm showering, you know. Aaron Sorkin showers uh, whenever he gets writer's block. I mean, if I don't do anything... Like, if I know I'm not doing anything that day, like, there's no point in showering at the... Like, today. Yeah. After this is my quote-unquote end of my quote-unquote work day. And then you're just going to go home and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why why bother showering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I just like the fresh feeling. I like the smell like coconut. I'm, I'm gonna wake up. I'm wake up tomorrow. I'm gonna go to work, and when I get home from work tomorrow, I'm gonna fucking shower. Yeah, I like I like those after work showers. Those feel good. Those feel good. That's the end of the episode, guys. Episode 449 is Dunzo Bunzo in the books. How do you shower? How often do you bathe? Let us know at Chris Badiso, uh, and we will uh, ignore those. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Welcome. You're welcome, listeners. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 450. Don't be a hero. I don't know where I'm going with that. A PFT Media Production.